And let's pray together. Gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks that we can actually sing your praises, that we can lift our voices and worship you. Today we ask that your Holy Spirit be upon us, that you open our hearts and our minds to your leading in our lives, that you open scripture up again for us, that we may hear it afresh anew, and it may sink into our lives and just cause us to have a, an inspiration from you, have a word of vision from you. Lord, we pray this in your holy name. Amen. Um, last week, I was talking about um, doing more with your lives, that you can actually, have you, have you ever got to the point where you think, maybe my life is not complete, not filled, or that there's, there's more to it, I can actually achieve more? And we were talking about that, how we can actually step up and do that. This week I want to focus a bit more on actually taking that into some action and into some plans for our lives, but also broaden it out a bit. Because I want to talk about our vision for the future. So, and we're going to spend two weeks on this. So this week we're going to be focusing on what is our, our own personal vision for our future. And next week we're going to be focusing on what is the vision for the church for the future. Because there is a statement, you know, there's a statement, without vision, we perish. And it's so important that we have a vision of where we're going or what we're doing. But let me just come back into this, because as we start talking about our vision, our own personal vision, we need to realise that that vision comes from God and works in our lives and expands our lives and allows us to be more in step and more in tune with God. Now, let, let me give you some ideas of where your personal visions, where your personal vision for your life may actually be. You know, God might be stretching you to do something, and see. And a vision is always going to stretch you. A vision is never going to leave you right here, right now. Going, I know, great. This is where I am, and I don't need to do anything else. That's status quo. A vision is not status quo. A vision is to stretch you and draw you and take you further than you can ever be, to, to let God actually take you into a place that you've never been. Some of these might be in some areas where God might be placing a vision within your personal life about your job, about your work, about where you may volunteer and do things. God might be stretching you with a vision to change that or to do something or to step up it might be that you, you know, you're wanting to look at your life and go, well, maybe God is leading me down this particular path to study this and to do something and to make a change in your life. Or it might be that God is actually saying to you, well, maybe I've been working really hard in my career, but I'm not finding it fulfilling and I want to do something different with my life and God is starting to place a vision in your life about that change. And about maybe saying, well, maybe I might need to stop doing that and start thinking about something else. It might be God might be working at doing a lifestyle change with you. That your vision might be about the way you live your life and the lifestyles you have or the use of your money. Or it might be around an issue that affects people greatly. So it might be that you, you've, you've seen, and we talked about this last week, you know, there is a situation where, where poverty is, is, is in place. 
and you can step up and you can do more. It might be that God is placing a vision on your life to do more in that area where you can help those who are afflicted, uh, afflicted who are poor, who are you know, sick. It might be that kind of vision. Or it might be a vision of the legacy that you are going to leave. See, sometimes, you know, and, and I want to say, there's a vision for every stage of your life. And I said this, it doesn't matter how old you are, God can use you for a great purpose. And we need to realise that because, you know, this morning at our, our first service we were talking, and, and, and I know that we have a lot, pe- a lot of people who are older there, and we have a lot of people who are in the 90s, and some of those people do a lot of stuff and continue to do amazing things. And we can step up and do... And, the, and even trying to encourage those people to say, maybe if I'm getting tired of what, what is the legacy, what is the vision of my life into the future with God, but also what do I leave behind? What is the legacy I leave behind and the vision for that? You know, God always gives us a purpose. I want to share with you a couple of scripture readings. The first is this. It comes from Jeremiah. Uh, 29 verse 11 Um, and it says for i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future here's a promise it's a promise of a vision for your life plan that god has for you for your vision for your future to reach into your lives and guide you down a path that is this is going to be good there's a future that is hope and great. Now let, let me also do, give you the next one so that it really kind of sinks in and then they're going to share a bigger piece of scripture with you. And this comes from Ephesians 2 verse 10 and it says, For we are God's workmanship. So if, if God has a plan for us and has a future for us, we are God's workmanship crea- created in G- Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared, prepared for us in advance for us to do. So what is the vision that God has for it. What is the work? What is the plan for our life? Is to do God's will and God's work that he has planned for our lives. It's not just having our own personal vision. It's about the vision linking in with God's vision. God's got something big for us, something big for our lives. But we need to realise that we've been saved so that we can do God's work on this world. So I'm going to share with you our our main scripture passage, which comes from John 15, verse 1 to 17. And hopefully we'll be able to see that up on the screen. And it's, it's about the vine, I'm the one true vine, and it's about being attached to the vine, the branches of the vine. Some of you may have heard it many times. And I want to share with you and, and, and I want you to hear it afresh and anew for yourself. We're going to explore a little bit of this. But if you haven't heard it before, let the words sink in. Because one of the things is when, when, when we read scripture, often what happens is said is a parallel to what God and us are like. And this is a, like a parallel for us. So let's read it. Let's hear scripture. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. 
You are also already clean because of the words I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit and apart from me you can do nothing. Now I just want to pause for a moment before I go too far into the scripture. How many people are good at gardening? Mark, Mark and Joe, Mark, you, you, you've got yes, yes. Everybody else is a no on that thing. Okay, good. You water some plants, that's right. My, my idea of gardening is leave it alone and it should grow. <laughs> That's my, Mark's just shaking his head. That's not gardening. <laughs> That's neglect. <laughs> um, chop it all down. They're my two kind of alternates. But, you know, see, I do know something about gardening, though. See, the thing is that sometimes with plants... And, and I'm going to put a picture up, up on the screen now. So, and and this, is the, this is the vine that we're talking about. And this is what Jesus is talking about here. It's actually a grapevine. And the vine and the branches. And I do know something about this. I, you know, here's my gardening knowledge popping out. That, that what happens is that plants like to continue to grow. And will continue to grow and keep on growing and growing. And what you need to do in order to get the fruit to pop... To, to come is you actually need to prune it back. You need to hold it back from growing out so it can bear the fruit. And it's actually on the second year's growth that you actually get the grapes. So you've got to let the first year grow so that you can get new grapes the next year, but you've got to prune it to stop it from producing new leaves and growing further and getting bigger. And you've got to hold it back so that it will bear the fruit that we have. And so that's a kind of parallel for our lives. So often what we want to do is just run ahead and jump ahead and keep on growing and keep on doing things. And what God is saying to you, well, just stop for a moment. Trim off a bit of what you're doing so you can bear the fruit that I'm placing within you. So God's fruit in your life can come out. So often we want to keep on going and going and going and keep on running and keep on growing and doing things that we neglect the fact that we need to actually bear the fruit. We need to actually show the signs of Christ with our lives. Do the good works that God has placed in us for us to do. So that's why we're hearing this scripture. Just so that we may know this. Because I am the vine and you are the branches. So when we come to this, we know that when we look at this, that the vine, the central part that gives all the nourishment, so that the the rootstock and everything else, that, in this illustration, that is God. That is Christ. And we're the branches, we're producing the fruit from there, but we need to be attached to the vine. We cannot be separated. And that because when we are separated, what happens? It withers and dies. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers, Scripture's great, isn't it? Withers, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whether you wish, or ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Notice this, you're needing to stay with this, that, that piece of scripture. It's not about asking, you'll just get whatever you want. But no, 
if you remain in me, so if you, your life is being centred in Christ, if your vision that God is placing within your life remains within Christ, then that vision will start to bear fruit. And if your words, God's words, remain in you, then, the, then what you're going to want to do is ask for God's purpose in your life to come to fruition. That's what's going to come out. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that, you may, that, that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I, am no, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have also made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. This is an amazing thing for us to really, really kind of delve into because it's actually understanding that when our lives start centering around Christ, when our lives really center around Christ, then when we start talking about our personal vision that God is placing in our lives, it is what is God leading us to do to make a difference in our lives? Where are we going to go? And the reason why I really wanted us to focus on this image of the vine and the branches, especially when we're talking about a vision, is we need to realise that our vision, we've got one branch going over here. So this is, this is Simon's vision, personal vision, going this way. We all don't need to do Simon's personal vision that God's placed on his life because that would be everybody being Simon. And we don't want that, do we? Yeah, good. I've got some people agreeing we don't want that. No, we don't want that. But if we've got a branch going over this way, then that's another person's personal vision. Now, they're, they're going in different directions. They're doing different things. But see, the thing is, they're still connected back to the vine. They're still connected back to God. And so a personal vision can take you this direction. Another personal vision can take you this direction. Another one take you another direction for another person. It is God's personal vision for you. What is God placing on your heart? Where are you looking at your life and going, there must be more than this? Where are you looking at the world going, hang on, I, I really need to do something about this. Come back and, and really seek God's prayer. Seek God in prayer around this. Where is God leading you right now? Is it going to just glorify me and do my own stuff and do what I want to do? Or is it really coming back being attached to that vine and bearing the fruit of God's love for this world. Of God's message of Jesus Christ in this world. That's, 
the vision. Often we think the vision will take us somewhere and it's this amazing thing, but it's all about us. And that's when the branch starts to be on its own and it's not actually connected to the vine anymore. We need to be connected. We need to be connected back to God. Now, I know, I know I've used a bit of this stuff talking about personal vision. And I can't really do this you know, huge justice in, in this 20-odd minutes that I'm going to be speaking for. So I want to encourage you, if you want to know more about how can you connect your personal vision and grow your personal vision, there's a book by Andy Stanley called Visioneering. It's a funny name, Visioneering. And it really does look at how your personal vision can be grown, can be developed, how it can remain back in God's purpose. How, how, and it goes into depth into a whole range of things. So the thing about when you have a vision from God, often what happens is other people will, will come and criticise that vision because it is changing the status quo. It's, it's wanting to say we can do something else. And so there's a challenge to those who want to maintain the status quo. So there's whole things about uh, resisting conflict and how, what happens when conflict comes up. What, and there's a range of great chapters there about living out your own personal vision and how that can be really connected back into God. He uses the, the analogy of, of, of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem after they've been pulled down and looked at how the vision of rebuilding that was placed on the heart, by God onto the heart of Nehemiah and so that, that then gathering the people together and building even against adversity. It's all those kind of things all packed in there. So I want to encourage you to do that. But I also want to encourage you to do something else before I just kind of start wrapping this up. Is If you think that God is starting to place a personal vision in your life right now, if you think God's just actually tapping you in the back of the head going, hang on, there's something here. And there's a little thing that's niggled and you're just going, hang on, there's a bit more here. There's a little bit more. There's something I could do in my life. I want to encourage you, and you'll, you'll see why in a moment. I want to encourage you to come and speak to me or speak to Caleb um, and actually share that vision. Because one of the things that is so important is to share your vision with those who will who'll encourage you, who will champion you, but who will also challenge you. And actually say, hang on, is that actually God's vision for your life? Because it's so important to be able to go test that vision, and, but also to be encouraged in it. So if, if you think God's actually saying something to you right now and going, hang on, there's something I can do in my life. Maybe I might be doing this. I want, you to, I want to encourage you, come and talk to me. Come and make that time and see me and we'll talk, we'll talk about it. We'll pray about it. We'll go, we'll go through what, what God is doing in your life. So I want to just wrap up with, with, with five little things, five little practical things about vision, about your own personal vision. And, and there are five little things that you can do. One, you need to focus your vision. And so how do you focus your vision? How do you focus your own personal vision? It actually comes through prayer. You need to realise that you need to pray. You need to ask God to clarify that. So if you've got this little inkling in your mind of something that may be coming up and stirring up inside of you, or you're discontent in some way, maybe that's God placing in you a vision for the future, for your life. Pray and ask for clarity. 
So important that we need to do that. That's a conversation to inquire, to pray, to, to find out. Then we need to actually possess that vision. We need to own that vision. But we need to be careful. When we make it our own, we need to realise it's not just us on our own, but it's God's vision working through you. So make it your own, possess it, but claim it as God's vision for your life. It's an important step. It's not my vision for my life. It's God's vision for your life, and we're a part of it. See, Philippians 2 verse 5 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And so that's who we should try to emulate, try to be. We're to be one with the Father. Not my will, but yours. It's so important when we do that and want to claim the, the, this vision as ours. We need to realise that God's vision is our life. And, and step three is share that vision. You know how I said it was so important to share it? And I, I'm opening up. I'm saying, if you have a vision that you think God is placing you, come and talk to me. I want to I encourage you. I want to share with you. I want to pray with you about it so that you can be motivated, so that you can really push forward. And see, the thing is, have you, have you ever noticed that you've, have, you've had an idea? It's something that's been tossing around your head. And you, you think, well, I'm crazy. You know? There's this idea you know, or a thought. And, and you share it with somebody else and they go, hang on, yeah, yeah, I, I think that too. Or I've had that. You know, it's a confirming of. It's so important when we, when we come together and share it that people will confirm what happens, especially people of faith. You need to have that confirmed. And then achieve the vision. You know, so often what happens in most people's lives is they get stuck at either one two or three in this little sequence and they never get to four which is actually getting out and doing it making the change that needs to happen actually going out and achieving that vision doing something in your life letting god maybe prune a bit off your life so that you can bear that fruit so that vision may come into reality because god has said you will bear much fruit if you remain in me. What a great th- hope for you. And then we need to actually renew our vision. So it's one of those things that you, you might, you need to go through and go, yes, we've done, we've achieved, and then you need to come back and focus and pray and possess that, renew it again, come back, renew it, come back, renew it. Is this the continued vision that God has for my life? Because you may do something and you may be achieving, you may be going really well, and then you're going, well, I'm, I'm just getting into a rut now and I'm not achieving, so maybe I need to renew that vision, come back. And it also, is, also means that when we're here, and this is what happens with entrepreneurs, they, they get themselves, they get a success. You know, they, they have a, and, and Christian entrepreneurs are no, no different to anybody else. They will get a success, you know, they'll have a vision from God, they will do something, that'll be great, and they'll get the success, and then they go, oh, this is really great, let's do the next thing. Because they love the next thing, and they'll do the next thing, and then they'll do the next thing, and they'll realise that they've moved so far away from the vine that they're no longer connected anymore. We need to make sure that when we are doing this and when we are succeeding, that we come back and we renew ourselves with Christ in all that we do. So let's just pray together. I'm just going to uh, get Caleb to come up and just tinkle away on the piano.
I could see he was coming to do that anyway, but it's really good. And let's just uh, pray together and just ask for God to, to open our minds to this vision that is just for us, our personal vision. A gracious Lord, we just ask that you are with us right now, that you are opening up this scripture for us, that maybe you are talking into our lives right now. My Holy Spirit, descend upon us. Give us the leading in our lives that we require at this moment. If it is to be more faithful in understanding you, Lord, open that up for ourselves. If it is to be more practical in what we do, then lead us in that path. If it is to make a change in our life, to follow you more openly and fully, then place that in front of us. Lord, you are a God that always provides, always leads, always gives purpose to our lives. Lord, we just ask this moment to come and share with us our own unique vision for our lives so that we may truly and fully be your disciples. We may follow you to the ends of the earth to do your will and be counted amongst those who are saved. Lord, we ask this in your holy name. Amen.